0: Welcome to All Turns and No Bricks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans.
1: Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to a wonderful and amazing episode that we have today, this week, with me and Front Row Kenny. Kenny, I... I've been so excited all day to record this podcast. I mean, I wish we could have done it yesterday, but under the circumstances, (laughs) we're doing it today. And let me tell you, Kenny, I I have never been so excited to record a podcast than today for obvious reasons. And, I mean, there's so much to talk about. I want to just go right on in and just just jump on in it and start talking about it. But I want to say this, Kenny, real quick, before I forget... Did you go see Top Gun?
0: <laughs> man listen <laughs> I told y'all I was gonna go see it. I was not lying about it. the day after the podcast dropped, I went to go see it Yes. Right, the same day matter of fact yes. and I went to go see it and man listen when I say that was one of the best movies I've ever seen for one number two that was one of the best sequels I ever see. You all know that sequels either happen when they're good. Or sometimes when they're just absolutely terrible. Correct. But Top Gun hit everything. Like, they did everything right. If you've seen the original and you understand the original and everything that it was about, it hit the nostalgia points. It hit points where it was brand new in its own humorous way and all that good stuff. The action was insane. Like, the sounds. And, again, if you have never seen this movie and you're going to go see it and you're going to an AMC theater or wherever you go, Make sure you go to one that has like that upgraded sound or bigger screen. Like you will be doing yourself a disservice if you don't do it because I'm telling you that experience was one of the best movie experience I've ever had, and I'm a an aviation guy already, so that just doubled <laughs> down on that. And man, that was a damn damn good movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know what, man? There, you you were right about the sound. You're right about all that kind of stuff because like even I think even when you go see a movie IMAX, like it, like. All movies are not good in IMAX. I'm sorry, you know what I mean. There's oh just, yeah, no, that's, there's that's true. There's just certain movies that would be one though, but that I I may I don't know about IMAX, but definitely the way you made it sound right now is how you went how you went and paid for the upgrade as far as Dolby sound is concerned. I wish I would have done that. I just saw it regular, but let me tell you, that was absolutely one of the better the better sequels that I've seen from a from from an original movie. And a and a buddy of mine put it in a very put it in a very interesting way he 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 said you know what he goes i i will almost say that 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 this version maverick is better than the original but made me appreciate the original even more than i already had and that was a and th- I, I almost had to agree with that almost but i was just like man Because like I said, Kenny, what I did is I got up that morning, I watched the original, and then later that that afternoon, I went to go watch the new one. And and let me tell you, it it was just absolutely fantastic. But I'm I'm glad you went to go see it, and I'm glad you liked it, Kenny.
0: No, for sure. And you know what's crazy? I kind of feel the same way. That's insane because, like I said, it hit all the great points that you needed into a movie that you were going to know that. So that movie came out, what, 1985? So obviously, there's still people... Around that saw that movie originally when it first came out. And I can guarantee you there's probably a good chunk of folks that have seen the original, went to go see the sequel because they were curious to see if that movie that they loved so much in the 80s actually had some light in modern day sense, right? And they did everything right. I mean it was it was insane. Like, my God, <laughs> like I I can't get over that one. And I'm not even like that big of a movie person. I barely go as it is. And when you can get me to go out, go spend my money. And go watch a movie, and then I actually enjoy it. And then you, you've done a great job. Yeah.
1: you, you, <laughs> so. you, you know, Kenny, remember I, I had texted you my my conversation that I had with my buddy after the the, <laughs> the movie was done, and I was walking out of the I was walking out of the theater. Well, I I posted I posted half of I, I will I could only post. You know the, the half of the the text message conversation because the other half was just too vulgar,
0: <laughs> but but and you
1: know and I have my my nephews and my nieces that follow me on Instagram so I really kind of have to keep it down. <laughs> But, dude, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because most of the guys that, that, that hit me up, they were like, dude, they were like, I have no issue with what you just posted because I literally did the same thing with my homie man. or my brother or whatever. And it was just one of those movies, man, that get your dude, your dude juices flowing, whatever that means. You take that however however you want. But, man, <laughs> man. Let, let me tell you, it was just, yeah, it was just an incredible movie, man. I'm really glad that, that you were able to go see it. Now, with that out of the way, man, let's get to. I don't even want to talk about my weekend because my weekend really wasn't. I was going to
0: say. I think we might have to skip the weekend for right. once. We might have to go even, straight into I it. it want, I want man. to talk about.
1: I want to talk about Daniel Suarez' weekend. That's what I want to talk about now, Kenny. You know, we were texting yesterday and we were talking about it just through text. And as I'm driving back, I had such a a, a crazy weekend that. Uh, normally I get to uh, listen to the race when I'm driving home and you know my my whole entire schedule kind of got a little out of whack so I didn't really get to start driving home till like already I think it was already like seven seven it was past seven o'clock by the time I got on the road so halfway once once I started probably about like I was already an hour and a half on my way home it only took me it, it 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 only takes me Two and a half hours to get back from LA to the small town where I'm living at Porterville, California. So about an hour, a little, a little, but maybe I want to say about an hour and fifteen minutes in, I turn on NASCAR, Sirius XM, and I'm trying to figure out who won. Not by any means did I think I was going to find out that Daniel Suarez won, but the moment I found out that he won, like my my mouth hit the floor of my car I, I i damn near had to pull over because i, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe it uh, and and now i'm i switch off the sirius xm and i go to my phone and i'm i'm like hesitantly trying to find youtube updates and sure enough i see all the youtube update highlights and blah 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 and the first one that i i i, I touch i already knew kenny I already knew I was gonna get emotional because I could feel it. And sure <laughs> enough, man, I'm watching this highlight and I'm and I'm just like I, I mean, I literally are crying tears of joy. I'm listening to Daniel Suarez just you you know what it was too, Kenny? I I'll, I'll tell you what got me I'll tell you what got me even more is how the entire NASCAR family came together and literally Drove by congratulating him, and and I can't remember who was saying it, but they're like, "Hey, just for you viewers at home, the reason why he keeps looking over to his right is because all of the drivers are coming by and congratulating him, man." And God, man, I'm gonna be honest with you, Kenny, I'm getting goosebumps right now as I'm talking about <laughs> it. Do you realize, as and 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 because me and you are huge NASCAR fans, like you you understand the meaning of that, and. I don't think that they could have said this any on radio because they were saying it on radio even this morning as I was driving to work, but they couldn't have said this better on radio. They couldn't have said this better uh, on TV as it was happening and as it was unfolding, but there's nothing better than a feel-good story like this when it's just a a, a good guy. It's nice to have... I can't remember who said it, but it's nice to have a good guy you know, win for once, you know what I mean, and and Daniel Suarez is the epitome of just a good guy that everybody likes, you know, n- nobody has anything bad to say about him, at least, you know, not, you know, publicly, at least, but I mean, you know, what, a, what an amazing story this guy is.
0: Yeah, no, I agree 100%, like, I am with you, and the fact that how big this win is, this is not just an everyday average win. I would say probably in the last two years, we've had two of the biggest wins probably in NASCAR's history. Mm-hmm. I would say, or at least in recent history. Bubba Wallace winning at Talladega for one,
1: yeah, was absolutely, one becoming
0: you know becoming the second African American to win at the top flight series as the Cup Series. Right since 1963. Obviously, that moment was emotional because when unfortunately Wendell Scott did not get a chance to have his trophy in his hand but you know Mm -hmm. when Bubba got his trophy the emotions went for me like it was just incredible like I if I'm being honest I never thought I was ever going to see the day like with that I'm breathing in (laughs) (laughs) that that was going to happen right but you know here we are now and then you know Daniel Suarez when he first came into you know when he first came to NASCAR he was a really exciting personality everyone I know that knows him or has worked with him on a personal front They've all just had great things to say about him, of how nice he is as a person, and how great he is to work with him. Like, yeah. that's what I've always heard about him. And obviously that reflected even on what people said a, across NASCAR after the race. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, a huge win. I mean, a hell of a place to get a win like that, too. Obviously, I know California has a huge Mexican demographic, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like that's, Yeah, like That's incredible for something like that to happen there. I thought it was going to happen in an auto club, honestly, like in... I think I've said it plenty of times on this podcast that he was due for a win this year. He's been close way too many times not to win. It's just like his teammate, Ross Chastain, who yeah. has two wins this year. And, you know, Daniel has had his chances where you're like, damn, you know, he could have had a chance to win. But I think, like, again, going on, like, a you know, bigger than just racing in itself. Like, my, my good friend Alejandro, who I shared the pictures with you that he took at the race and works for NASCAR, Like, I know that was a huge moment for him being able to see that not only just as an employee and also, you know, as a Latino American as well, like having something like that happen and you being there to capture that moment. Man, I can't imagine how he's feeling. I know he was elated about it when we talked in a group chat. Everyone was uh, talking about that, which is awesome. So, yeah, it's a huge win, a very popular win, no doubt. NASCAR and I'm sure that one win is going to help him out tremendously. I mean, I know he has had a long career. He's been in a cup for six years, but, you know, yeah, uh, through many ups and downs. But, you know, here he is now. He has finally got his first Cup Series win, and I think he's got many more to come. There is no doubt. I highly doubt this will be oh, the last one for him. Absolutely. Um, even if it comes this season, I could definitely see it. But, yeah. like I said, they have been on it. Track House is just been incredible the entire way. Yeah, and, you, um, you know what?
1: Know. I I, I want to talk about that real quick too. Hey, real quick before we do, I want to give your boy a shout out. Like Kenny was saying, his boy Alejandro Alvarez. You you guys need to follow him on Twitter. He's at at why not Alvarez? I hit it. Uh, definitely hit him up. Definitely follow this this cat. He takes some of the most amazing pictures ever, and and you can go and check out his his Twitter page. And he has just some awesome pictures of Daniel Suarez, you know, not just in the winner's circle, but I mean, just, uh, you know, with, with, you know, right after the race with the flag. It's, I mean, just some amazing pictures. He's at Why Not Alvarez. Please go follow him and just take a look at his work. And it's absolutely uh, fantastic. It really, really is. But yeah, you know, uh, Kenny, let's, let's talk about Trackhouse Racing Team. And, and, you know, and, and here, here is the crazy thing is i mean here's like here's a team that di- didn't even exist yet you know and and you know you get a guy like Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain to believe in in your in your team and uh, i mean you know like i mean th- look at the year they're having man this is this is nuts
0: yeah i mean it's an incredible showing from them they have done everything right i mean also just to say Justin Marks is an incredible leader, obviously, and it's crazy to also have Pitbull involved with the team, um, which is <laughs> yeah, insane. He, yeah, he right. also congratulated him on Twitter. But yeah, I mean, I, I have really fell in love with the swagger of Trackhouse. I mean, if you watch Formula One, the swagger of that team is literally that. And the funniest thing about that all is, once upon a time when Red Bull was in NASCAR, yeah. that was what they were really going for but they just didn't achieve that same level of success and it just didn't it didn't happen the same way they had some cool things going and they had a certain style to how they did things but track house has just elevated that beyond measure and they've got three wins to back that up already and easily you could say Ross Chastain is one of those drivers that is indeed a playoff contender and possibly a championship contender as well who knows what continues with Daniel Suarez you never know how everything plat and not plateaus but everything you know the domino effect how is that going to keep going for him will it will that just be positive momentum which in Mm -hmm. all likelihood it should be i think that he's going to continue to be better and i think drivers when they get that first win a lot of times that usually just helps them out a ton like just a lot of pressure off their back i mean also you've got both your you've got both your company cars in the playoffs already with only 10 races to go in the regular season. So you got to say they are in a great spot. I'm sure they're not going to be done. And obviously we've still got two more road courses coming up as well on the schedule in road America and, Oh, actually three, excuse me, road America, the Indy road course, and also Watkins Glen before the end of the season. So, you know, they've both Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez have been pretty good at the road courses. So would not shock me if you could see a win out of those three races from either track house car. So, yeah man it's been absolutely incredible for them and you know what while we're on the front of talking about how how big this weekend has been i have to give a big shout out to my my good friend brad perez who made his second attempt in the truck series came home 22nd brought brought the truck home as well as he he did a really good job and again his first race at coda came home in 20th i think that's pretty pretty damn good for someone who hasn't been in a truck right consistently with some of these other drivers so I think that's really positive he had to have he had all of his sponsors that he had in the same race except for I set my friends on fire like I said last week they jumped on board had a real cool looking truck and yeah I am just wanted to give him a big shout out because I'm super happy for him yeah and you know shout out to all my homies out there doing great things <laughs> yeah man
1: seriously I you know you know the thing that that that, that I, I just I I, I I want to keep going back to with, with Daniel is, is, you know, I was listening to this morning and I was just so overjoyed and with emotion yesterday and, and just, you know, I could, I couldn't believe it, but, but like listening to this morning on my way to work, Kenny, you know, I, I had almost forgotten, you know, until they were talking about it, excuse me, that, you know, you, you kind of tend to forget how long Daniel has has been racing, you know, so far un- until this win. I mean, in his one hundred and ninety fifth Cup Series start. I mean, let that sink in. A hundred and ninety fifth start. It's, it's like you know, <laughs> he won. <laughs> he was Xfinity Series champion in two thousand sixteen, and it's yep. just like you go, wow. He he's been driving that long, and you know what? And 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 then you know when. When they're doing the post race interview and and you know he's thanking everybody and he's you know thanking his 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 you know his his family and his team you know just to, that they believed in him and and you know it, and it's it's so funny because you know like he talked about how you know the the cars that they've had the you know they're they're fast cars but for some reason it's it's something always happens and 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 it, he can never. You know, close it out for whatever reason it is. You know, but you know they, they they kept believing and believing and believing, and and even Daniel himself said it. You know, I, I keep telling my team, you know, don't worry, it's going to happen. This is it's going to happen. You know, we it's it, we have a fast car. We just have to continue to believe, and you know, it's it's one of those things where the entire team, you know, didn't give up on one another. You know, and when you as an entire team continue to believe in the same thing and, and, and nobody gives up. This is what, this is why, because then this happens. And, you know, I mean, and then the fact that he, he smashed a pinata afterwards was just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he
0: was ready. Dude, I love it. He was ready. That was a great celebration. That was just
1: fantastic, it. man. I mean, I, dude, I was like, it was, I mean, I'm glad it was a pinata and he didn't, you know, you know, swallow an entire bottle of tequila thank god with a worm at the bottom but i was just like dude (laughs) i was like you you know you know they probably i'm sure he probably didn't go to sleep at all probably that oh no
0: not at all there (laughs) there there is no way in the hell if that was listen if i won my first cup race man after all these years like i would definitely be partying like it's like i i'm not gonna win another i party the same way i mean I get it. And I think, like, Renee, you just hit on a great point about how much House has believed in him, whether it's Travis yeah. Mack, who was crew chief, you know, Justin Marks is an owner. I think that is something that he is needed in his career. I think, obviously, if you go back and look at his stats, right, and you go look and you're probably like, oh, why has he kept the ride, right? Yeah. Going from Joe Gibbs to Stuart Haas, running for the Gaunt brothers, you know, for a little bit, and then, you know, back to track house and got got to track house in 2021. I mean, here's my thing. I think this is where it goes hand in hand to say, don't give up so quickly on these young drivers as fans. And I think, like, when you look at the grand scheme of everything, right, Daniel was still, to me, considerably a, end quote, young driver, right? I mean, when you look at the history of Cup in the cup series back in the day 80s you know i'll go even further 70s 80s 90s people who made it to cup were usually about in their 30s and above that it was a lot harder for someone that was in xfinity at the time to be running suddenly and then you just get bumped up it doesn't always work that way yeah when we got the jeff gordons and the casey atwoods and so forth like names like that that's when that started to kind of change we're where we're seeing where you saw chances of younger drivers and younger and younger, but you know, now obviously in a microwave ass culture, we want things to be very quick and we wanted to make sure it happens. If it's not, if it's not going great that first year, Oh man, I don't know. Maybe it's a flop. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't even do done. This second year comes if it's not successful, yeah. Oh man, it's time to get them out the ride. But you know, as you can see here, when you have a team dynamic and a great situation, which, again, I can apply this to multiple sports. I talk about this all the time with my friends in basketball, where you have players who, in the NBA, for example, I'll use Andrew Wiggins. He's my easiest target on this one. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins in Cleveland, I don't think that was a great situation for him, right? Correct. In Minnesota, same thing. Golden State, as it's been now, has been almost a perfect situation. He's not necessarily the go-to guy. He can score the ball well. He plays pretty good defense. He can do everything in between. But I think right now he's probably playing some of the best basketball of his life right now at this just moment. And it's just like Daniel Suarez right now. I think at the moment as it holds, this is going to be one of his best seasons right now. And I think at this point, you just have to understand, folks, like, look, you got to give these drivers time. Like, I understand when they're 20-something and they are on the up and up and then suddenly it just doesn't look so hot when they get to – get to cup it's not always going to be that simple and besides cup is the hardest of them all it's going to be the most difficult there's a reason why there's only so many that can even win in the cup series and on sunday there's a reason why you see who is at the top for a reason right so Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to win cup as it is but i just think like younger drivers need to be given more of a chance rather than just put them on the shelf as soon as you feel like automatically that they're just not it because they haven't won just yet it takes time to figure this stuff out it's very hard and i think also to make a jump like this to the traditional car to now with this next gen car which is way different than what they've had in the yeah, last few absolutely. years obviously and he's adapted well so you know again kudos to daniel suarez for winning this weekend that was super huge again yeah. Shout out to Alejandro for the photos, and then again, Brad is also Latino. If I did not mention that, so shout yeah, out to him did. for making his second start. <laughs> I just had to make sure. Now, um.
1: now we, I know we were talking about this before the podcast. Did we already? Did we already d- discuss that that he is the fifth different driver not born in the United States to 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 win? A-
0: we did not actually, which is crazy. I should have led off with that, but yes, he became the non American born driver to win in the Cup Series, and. That all got kickstarted by Mario Andretti in 1967 when he won the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Yes, he resides in America, has flown the American flag, but he was Italian-born, so therefore that's where that comes in. He's also the first European-born Cup Series winner as well. But along with that, Earl Ross, who won in the 70s, I believe, at Martinsville. He's Canadian. Juan Pablo Montoya is Colombian, and Marcus Ambrose is Australian. So yeah. that's, again, just like Renee was just talking about the magnitude of of this exact moment this this is what i'm talking about think about how many people who have actually won a cup race and only five
1: yeah
0: only yeah. five are are international and, just five and, that's it
1: and you know one, one more one more point i was gonna i wanted to make about about daniel is this and, he, and you know when he You know, after that 2016 Xfinity Series year where he won it all, it was the following year. It's it's 2017 when he came over, right? Because wasn't that the year that Carl Edwards abruptly just just retired and then he... You know what's crazy? He took over that car, right?
0: You know what's crazy about that? Just upon what I just said. I think like Suarez winning that championship in 2016 was huge, obviously. But I think he still needed more time to develop, right? Right. He hadn't been in, he. that was just his second full season in Xfinity. I think he still needed some more time, right? Correct. But granted, because of Carl Edwards' situation, that shifted quite a few things <laughs> in yeah, exactly. the Toyota yeah. camp. <laughs> and I don't think Suarez was really due for that time, like when they just bumped him up. Because I don't think they had anybody else in the pipeline that would have made sense. So, And also, I think his sponsor carried over, all that money carried over. Yeah. So that helped his situation out. But I think it was just too abrupt. I think yeah. that might have, I think had that been like another year or two after the fact, then we'd probably be, be talking having a completely different conversation. Yeah. But, you know, but alas, we're here in a different one. So, yeah, you know, Dude. that whole situation kind of put them, in a, put them in a spot. I mean, think about it. You go from, you're in Xfinity, you're at Gibbs, you're in great equipment, then you go to Cup, and they were really on the up and up still at yeah. that time. And they were really, really talented, and then they had a talented set of drivers, obviously, with you know Denny, Kyle Busch, uh, Matt Kenseth and company, right? All those guys. But when you don't exactly lead up to that, that's where people are like, well, should we have done it? Like, if you look at his 2017 season, he got one top five, 12 top tens, not a ton to show for. A solid season for considering what a rookie is, in my opinion, but still, you know, even the rest of the years following just didn't really fall into place how people thought. And that's how it ended up going to Haas and that didn't work out either. And then Gaunt yeah. brothers. And then, you know, <laughs> that was that, but track house gave him a chance. I mean, they, they, they bet on him. And I think that's, that's what you got to do. If you really do believe in someone's talent, and this can go apply to anything, I yeah. feel like I'm preaching. But hey, it is what it no, is. No,
1: and and then and then think about it because, <laughs> because and then we were even talking about this right before we even started the podcast. Is that, like, I mean, Kevin Harvick finished fourth. He, he could have. I mean, he definitely could have could have easily won this race too, and it would have pick yeah. crew woes, man. Yeah, pick m- crew woes. Michael McDowell came in third. and Chris Buescher even had a chance. He came in second. I mean. <laughs> it, Lord, was good, it was a good it was a
0: good mix-up i mean the thing is like you look at chris busher and michael mcdowell for example two really solid road course racers like just in yeah. general and i'm sure chris busher is like dang you know i was so close to getting another win but oh, yeah, you know it just didn't ha- happen for him but good run like a very good run out of them same thing with michael mcdowell very very good run despite kevin harvick's pick crew woes he came on fourth oh, God, i guess yeah. i might as well you know, Give y'all the rest of the top the top 10, yeah, I guess, go, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it.
0: Fifth, your Daytona 500 winner, Austin Cindric Quiet day for him. Ryan Blaney came home in sixth. Seventh was Ross Chastain. Eighth was Chase Elliott, another driver who had a, a solid shot at it, but a pit stop that didn't go so well didn't help him out. Yeah. He still salvaged a top 10, which is great for, for Hendrick. William Byron came home in ninth and to round up the top 10, the second RFK entry, Brad Keselowski. He, he did it, and that was great for them, but... You know, the crazy thing is about this race. I watched the replay because I wasn't able to watch it live. The thing is, the race itself was like, okay, like it was just an okay race. But I just think like this is, again, a time where the winner just makes a world of a difference and it just makes it a tad bit more memorable. I think people are going to remember this race solely for Daniel Suarez. There is no other reason. I don't think people will really sit back and be like, man, I remember this race this year. I think years down the road, you know, whenever Daniel, whenever Daniel Suarez hangs up his boots and everything, like you'll go back and be like, "Damn, you know, twenty twenty two, Daniel won at Sonoma, blah blah blah." Right? That's how that'll be. But I mean, hey, that's not a bad thing. I mean, sometimes you have a an incredible barn burner of a race, and sometimes it's just okay. Yeah, it just gets the job done. It was yeah. complete, from what I understand, it was a pretty quick one too. So, I mean, that's not a bad thing either. But no, no, yeah, no, no. I mean,
1: you're right. Real quick about about the uh, the, the pit crew woes as far as relating to Kevin Harvick. Oh man. I mean, you know, it, it it's, it's one thing. It's already tough when, when, you know, things just don't go right, you know, in the, in the pit crew, you know, but it's another thing when the, when the driver just kind of, you know, says it, you know, out, you know, out, out loud, you know, and it's just, you know, I was, I was laughing because, You know, uh, how Harvick's post-race comments, you know, which followed immediately after the race, just, you know, and he and he was quoted as saying, I swear to God, we look like the biggest (laughs) expletive bunch of (laughs) wankers every single week on pit. You know, man, he was not holding back. No, (laughs) but as a a pit crew, you got to sit there and go, well, I mean, he ain't lying. You know what I mean? And I mean, granted, he, fin- you know, he finished top five, but it's still like, you know, still, you, you, you know, you know where you could have finished. And, and by all means, don't get me wrong. I know he was probably really happy for Daniel, but at the same time, all of these guys, and that's why I love this sport, but all of these guys, they're, they're competitors and they want to win every single week. I, they, they don't care if they, they win 5 in a row, 6 in a row, 3 in a row. They want to they want to win every single weekend and you know, I mean it, it it's just it's just a competitor it's just the competitor in Harvick and I totally understand that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think also what's clicking with only 10 races to go in the regular season is like, well, guess who doesn't have a win yet? Yes, he is one of those drivers that does not have a win. So, yeah. you know, that just puts the pressure on him immediately and you know, obviously Locking yourself in is a whole lot easier than points. Points can be very flip-flop, especially at Daytona. When we close it out in August, it'll it'll really come down to something of that. It could come down to something like that. You may get caught up in something. You might just miss it by one point all because of that, right? So, yeah. again, that's not to excuse that you have 26 races to get in. But when crunch time comes along, it just gets tougher and tougher. I mean, there are places on the calendar where he's won at, obviously, and I think he could definitely do it like Nashville or Michigan, but it's just going to be a matter of it happening, obviously. So yeah. they got to have a great day. And I think given what happened at Auto Club and the way that race kind of went, I would expect it to be somewhat of the same, given the fact that Michigan is almost damn near built the same way yeah. as Auto Club. So well, I think you'll get an idea of how the race will turn out. But I think also at the same time, it's just go time. Like, yeah, you, well, you've got you've got 10 weeks to get it together. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, speak, and continue speaking of woes you know, Kenny, and we also touched about this, we, we touched on this before the pod had cast a little bit too, is, you know, like, this seems to be a continuous thing happening with tires coming off, and, you know, Larson, it was Larson this week, you know, I don't remember which lap it was, but, you know, there goes a tire flying off, and you're like, Man, like, I, you know, I, I'm not sure what, what it is. I mean, I know I know we're, we're in a different car and maybe, you know, things are different. But, I mean, wow, this seems to, like, really be a problem this year.
0: Yeah, I think the pressure has just kicked on for these teams. They still obviously have things to learn and, you know, perfect with this pit stop. I mean, going from the five lug to going to the single lug, you would think things would just be a lot simpler. But I think also... Where some teams had an advantage, I think Joe Gibbs was one of them. They had their own created pit gun. I believe all of these are the exact same, all given out to these teams. So it's a level playing field. Excuse me, it's a level playing field on that. Not like yeah. how it used to be, but you know now it's. Hey, look! If you get it right, you get it right. Now if you get it wrong, you're gonna pay for it. <laughs> now of course there are situations where some drivers have kind of felt it and were like, okay, look, we need to come in and pit. And some have been able to save it, but others have not been so fortunate. Like, obviously, Kyle Larson on Sunday is one of them, and now that means two crew members and his crew chief will be suspended for the next race. So, as we have an off week for Nashville, he will have a completely different crew chief, but not sure who that is. But either way, these little things do matter. I think crew chief to driver relationships do matter. I will say it a thousand times, I will always be a firm believer in that. If you don't believe me, look at a guy like Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childress when they won their championship and so forth. Those are the type of things I think make a world of a difference. But, yeah, it's just been crazy with all that's happening. I mean, it's been a hell of a season so far, and oh, we still have absolutely. quite a bit to go. It, it has been crazy. But, yeah, hopefully these teams get it together. As, you know, we get closer and closer to the playoffs because this could be someone's make or break to getting into the next round. That could very well be the determinant factor, and that's just yeah. unfortunate. But it's just a reality. You're you're
1: right because there there, there's a handful of drivers that I mean are just like really down low, you know, as far as points are concerned, and they almost like need to win a race to get in. Which, to be honest with you, could could have been easily said for Daniel. I think he was already like, if I'm not mistaken, was sixty. Maybe sixty something points already, you know, below the 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 point level. Yeah, because
0: I think he came in, I believe, either like eighteenth or seventeenth, somewhere yeah. in that ballpark. So right. he was I mean, technically, if the, if it ended today, right, if it had ended before if Sonoma, he wouldn't be in the playoffs. But you know, now he has the win. He's obviously top thirty in points, so he's got all that. He's got those check boxes off. But now it's like a matter of just maintaining that because at this point we got ten races left so far. 12 out of – we've got 12 different winners out of 16 races. So, yeah, now you've got to deal with these last 10. And I think when you look at a few of these names that haven't won yet, there's places that they can win. Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, Christopher Bell, Eric Almarola, Kevin Harvey, Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Sinhaus Jr., just to name a few. They're all drivers who have had wins before, right? Um, they, well, except for Tyler Reddick, but I don't know if I said his name twice, but either way, like, you know, they <laughs> – they could very well win at some of these places, like Bubba Wallace, for example, at Atlanta. He ran a really solid race in the spring race, and that Toyota led well. It was a great pusher and also a great leader, so he had it down packed. but William Byron just got it at the very end, and he got crashed out. You know, yeah. it's a different world. A few of these drivers are pretty good at, at road courses, like Christopher Bell's a pretty solid road course driver. Martin Truex Jr. Yeah. is another one. So, you know it's it's all game like the next 10 weeks are all game and it's going to be something else coming off this off week as we roll into the is what i like to call the dog days of the summer
1: yeah no <laughs> um, kidding very and good good yeah too. it's <laughs>
0: It'll be interesting, but I'm glad that we're at this point because I think it is going to be interesting. Like it is going to be really interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, well, uh, well I, I want to touch on this real quick too, Kenny, before we uh, close out. But uh, I did want to talk about the the Bush Clash. It's going to return to the L.A. Coliseum. It's back. It's 2023. Now, listen. I know we talked about this when when it, when it first happened. We we're like, man, I would love to see this come back because I, I to, like I, I think we talked about this after after the initial Coliseum race, but it was, dude, like I. Th- thoroughly thought it was a success so i was hoping that it was fun it back oh man it was fantastic
0: yeah. man it, it was fun i might have to actually try and go to that next year like legitimately
1: Bruh, if, go out and if, go experience you, that because it looked cool dude if you think you can make it brother yeah man we we definitely need to to go down there yeah together tam and enjoy went that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we might, yeah, tam we, we might and even have tam went she had a great time tam out of retirement <laughs> Hey,
0: look, we got to get, listen, if we can somehow, some way for all three of us to be at the Coliseum, because I've met Tam in person. I haven't met you in person just yet, all these years, which is crazy. I know, right? But, Isn't that crazy? You know, it'll be great. Cause I just want a real good picture. All three of us together. you are like, what? damn, this and is I'm, all turns no breaks right here.
1: I'm <laughs> telling you, and I'm sure all of all of the fans of "Ad Turns No Breaks probably just literally just had their heads roll off their body because they couldn't believe that. <laughs> but yes, me and Kenny have never specifically met in person. We only knew each other. Off the podcast and and, and talking, but but the, you know you think we we grew up together, you know what I mean? Because as good, ke- good chemistry, chemistry man. And <laughs> yeah, man, it's just it's it's amazing how how you know the world works right now. But you yeah. know the power of technology, as they say. <laughs>
0: I'm, listen, I'm telling you. Look, I will me also and Kenny give a have a long distance my...
1: relationship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to my old co-worker, Jeff because through the four years I worked at MRN with him, I actually never met him in person. He was my web guy for that long. We worked together like every weekend. So, and we talked every single day because we had things going on. We had no choice but to communicate. So, and that's my guy. And I've never met him in person, but we talk all the time. I still talk to him now, right? It's crazy how that works. But again, I think obviously we've done this podcast this way for a long time. And then on top of that, when you have good chemistry with folks, it's it's just gonna work. Like that's just my philosophy. It's just
1: gonna work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I tell you, Kenny, man, it, it it's it 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 certainly it doesn't feel like we've never met. I mean, I, I almost feel like when when we do when the time comes where we do meet, I uh, it. it it, it honestly probably won't even feel like a first time meeting. It, exactly. It, it, it literally feels like, <laughs> man, it's been a long time since I've seen you, but that's about it. No, right. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it With that being said, listen, I just want to, I just want to just close out real quick by just saying, you know, before we get into our Nashville predictions. Now, once again, Kenny did mention that we are off this weekend and I personally am going to, this weekend I'm actually personally going down to San Antonio, Texas, where I am originally from. Born and raised the early part of my life. I'm going back home to, for two reasons, to see my father for Father's Day and number two, I'm actually going to be on stage down in San Antonio, Texas. If you guys follow me on my social media, I have I have all the details of the venue. If you're if you're anywhere in the San Antonio area of where I'm going to be performing, I'd love for you to come by, see me perform and say hello. You can follow me my on my regular page. It's at it's Rene Garcia across the board on my social media at It's Renee Garcia on Twitter and Instagram. And if you follow me on Facebook there, you'll probably see all the posts that I post on there as well. But I will be in San Antonio, Texas this Sunday, this weekend for Father's Day weekend. But the show is actually on Saturday. And I just want to give a shout out to Daniel Suarez again. You know, it, just absolutely amazing. You know, a feel good story. I mean, Hollywood couldn't write a better script than that. It's just absolutely wonderful. I'm excited and happy for not just Daniel Suarez and his family and his team, but that entire team, Justin Marks and the the just that, that whole entire crew out there. I mean, just, just what a wonderful, wonderful feel-good story that is. Kenny? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if you want, we can, unless you have anything else to say, we can definitely wrap it up and go into our predictions.
0: Oh, man. I don't think I have too much to say. I guess also in advance, since we are not going to be running an episode that weekend. Happy Father's Day in advance to all the fathers out there that listen to our All Turns No Breaks. We really do appreciate you. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy the holiday. Hope the food is good and the libations, of course. And hope y'all have a yeah. good one. That's all I really got, for mm-hmm. real, oh, man. Perfect. That's all I they, got. So let, I-
1: Let's go into some Nashville predictions, my brother. Let me know. Kenny, who you got? It's time for Grace Predictions.
0: Well, second year back at Nashville, Super Speedway. Shout out to Eric Moses, who runs that place. He does a great job, and I'm sure they're going to have a fantastic time. I think they've learned a lot from last year, and they've made some changes. So for those that are actually going to Nashville, you guys are in for a treat. Should be a great weekend. But as far as the racing action goes, I am going to go with a Chevrolet, and I'm actually going to go with Ross Chastain to get a win again. That's right. I'm actually going to go with another track house car. And then for my alternative pick... I am going to go with Martin Truex Jr. So those are my two picks. I'm sticking with them. What say you, Mr. Renee?
1: Well, I am also going with a Chevrolet, but I am going with no, none other than the number nine, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is my main pick. And for my alternative pick, I'm going to go with a Ford. I'm actually going to go with Kevin Harvick. I think that the uh, pit crew be put on blast by Kevin Harvick this uh, past weekend is going to get them uh, together and on the same page, they're going to get it together, and don't be surprised if Kevin Harvick comes out of the woodwork and surprises everybody with a win in Nashville. Kevin Harvick is my alternative pick, but my main pick, like I said, I'm going with Chase Elliott. Feel good about Chase Elliott winning that race in Nashville. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. What say you fans of All Turns No Breaks? Let us know who you think is going to win. Hit us up on our social media at Turns No Breaks. That's at Turns. No Breaks across the board on social media. Please let us know who you think is going to win. If you have a alternative pick, let us know as well. If you have anybody that loves NASCAR just as much as we do, just as much as you thoroughly enjoy NASCAR, turn them on to our podcast. I'm sure that they'll love to listen to uh, me and Kenny each and every week here at, at Turns No Breaks. Tell them all about us. We certainly appreciate all your support, like Kenny said, each and every week coming in and supporting us here on this podcast. For Kenny, myself... Like we said, have a wonderful and safe and amazing Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to all the mothers who have to be a father in that particular situation. But we certainly wish each and every one of you a wonderful Father's Day weekend. For Kenny and myself, we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks.
0: See y'all, man. It has gotten hot as hell. Stay hydrated, for real.